Okay, so I did the intro and then I just realized that I was auto set to mute, so I'm gonna start again. Okay, so what I was saying was it took me a while to um, for this dialogue to, to pop up. It was loading for a while, but I'm recording on my MacBook. It's 9.21 still p.m. Central Time, Mexico time, and I am in San Cristobal de las Casas uh, in Chiapas, Mexico, and um, I'm gonna record this episode for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, we'll see how long it takes. And if you are listening, thanks for tuning in. Um, again, this is kind of an experimental thing for me. Like I'm not, I'm not a public figure. I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert. Um, but this is something that's been on my brain and on my mind and my heart for a long time to kind of share some of these things. Um, and you know, I've kind of wanted to turn a lot of it into a book. And uh, but I knew I needed to speak it out. And I thought for a while maybe I would need to like just have get some whiskey and have a friend and have them trans like uh you know record my speech and then transcribe it i've actually done that for for other friends one who's probably going to be a guest pretty soon on this podcast but uh but yeah so um you know it was a longer interlude between episodes than i had maybe hoped but again like i'm quite a bit of an introvert and so it's hard for me sometimes to share but it's friday night i've had a couple of uh dos equis. And uh, I feel comfortable to let out part two. Um, I did not listen to part one, so I can't remember exactly where I left off, but I'll try and dovetail it in. And, you know, since the first episode, I've been thinking um, where I wanted to start off in, in this episode. And so, um, yeah, I, what I remember talking about last time was meeting the very interesting 80-year-old woman uh, from, from Berlin, Germany, and having interactions with her going through customs. And uh, she, you know, again, offered to have her son, who was probably 45, uh, drive us to our hostel in East Berlin, where she was in uh, Charlottenburg area in West Berlin, um, a very nice area. And uh, but again, my friend had lost a lot of money based on um, a fee that he did not expect in the, the ticket, because originally the ticket was for my, my brother. My brother enlisted in the military and then my friend um I offered the ticket to him and he was up for, you know, a $400 charge again, which was, you know, 400 out of the 3,200 that he had in his savings account. So he was trying to recoup that money. Um, and so we, you know, said thank you to this very nice German lady who had given us her business card and offered to offered her son to, to drive us. And so we went to the Air Berlin, um, you know, customer service kiosk. They, you know, stymied us and, and him and said, you know, we're sorry, this is the fee. Um, you're, you're, you know, flat out of luck. And so then at that point, um, we were in, you know, it was a red eye flight. So it was the next morning. We, I don't remember really sleeping that well on the plane. And uh, my friend had fortunately studied, you know, at least a semester of German in college at the Uni University of New Hampshire. And so I relied on him to get us to the hostel that I had made the booking for. So we go from the airport, I can't remember what the Berlin airport is called, like through buses and subways and trolleys. And eventually we get to um, this hostel. And uh, at this point, it must be like, I don't know, 11 in the morning, let's say. And uh, these two guys, these two friends who I think were from Poland, um, we like, we knock on this door and it's like a Eastern German Soviet communist compound. It's not a hostel. It's like, uh, and so we knock on the door.
door. Uh, they let us in. Um, they take us to the backyard and they say, okay, here's your spot. And I'm like, where's our room? And he's like, oh, you signed up for the, the camping. And I looked at my reservation, which back in those days in 2011, I had, you know, printed out. And sure enough, it said, okay, you've, you've, uh, you know, it's 15 euros or 20 euros, which I thought was a good deal. But I had seen, um, on the, you know, on the booking page that they had, um, you know, like a really nice, um, like gypsy wagon in the back. So I thought that's where we were staying, but he's like, no, no, you, you bought a, a plot in the backyard to pitch your tent. Fortunately, you know, we were planning on a year trip. We, we, I, we had brought a tent and he and I had camped, my buddy and I had camped together. So we weren't expecting that. And, uh, but you know, we were fine. We, we, we pitched our tent and, uh, they brought us out, you know, coffee and I think it was like Kandekutchen or something. It was like a German coffee cake. And, uh, it was a really cool experience. It's like, okay, I'm out of college. I'm, you know, it, you know, I don't have any rules. I'm in Berlin, Germany. And, uh, so we like took showers and we started talking to people and we explored Berlin, but we got a weird vibe from the place. And again, like the words of the woman in, kept echoing in my mind where she's like, oh, never heard of it. She's like, you know, good luck. Okay, that's an interesting area, you know, kind of like that. And uh, we weren't that far from uh, Alexanderplatz, which is like the main plaza, like in the, like just over the border, but in East Berlin with the tall, um, the big tall tower. And, uh, so, you know, we would go out, we'd explore, we'd, uh, you know, learn to use like the trolley or subway system. Um, but again, like we came back, we just had a weird vibe with this place where like something is going on here. And, uh, then like after one or two days, my buddy goes, like, he's like, you know, he, as I mentioned in the first episode, I think he was a big fan of, uh, cannabis. And he goes, I smoked weed with these guys. He's like, this is world-class weed. I remember he said, he's like, this is world-class weed. He's like, I think these guys are growers and these guys are growers. And then we just noticed some weird things. Like for instance, um, we left one time and there were, uh, there was a man and a woman and they were wearing these jackets and they had this German shepherd, but it felt like they, like the dog was a drug sniffer. And, uh, so I, at one point after a day or two in, I looked at my friend, he looked at me and, uh, he said, uh, you know, that woman, she gave us the card. She said, if we got into trouble in Berlin, give her a call. And I'm like, yeah, give her a call. So I think it was like a Saturday morning. And he calls her and she's like, my Schatzis, I'm so glad you called. I've been worried about you. How are you liking Berlin? And he's like, well, um, Frau, he's like, uh, you know, we're not sure about this place. And she's like, well, I told you, I told you it was not a good area. And she's like, you boys, she's like, come like tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, come and have brunch with me and we'll, we'll talk, we'll figure it out. My son is here. We'll find you a place. Like, just come get out of East Berlin, come to the West, like, and, uh, you come tomorrow morning. So we're like, great. We're like, that's awesome. And so I don't know what we did that Saturday night, but I think we went to bed early. We we're excited to like see her. So we go, she sends us an address. We go to a brunch place. We're like having champagne and it's like an all you can eat brunch with like, I remember like smoked salmon and pastries and eggs and bin, uh, what's the, like, uh, the blinis, you know, like the little European pancakes. And we had this great meal and we're like with this 80 year old woman who like everyone around us again, like they're just drawn to her energy. Everyone's like 
these guys are interesting. Like this woman is interesting. And like, is this her like rich, is this their rich like grandmother or, you know, and, and, and she's like, my Shatsi's my, and so like, she's like, I live like uh, this block, like this, uh, can, like come upstairs. So we go upstairs, she opens a bottle of like schnapps, pours us each a drink, says how happy she is to see us again. And, um, and, and we say to her, we're like, you know, thank you so much. Like we were feeling kind of sketched out in that place. And, um, or, but, and I think my friends are like, how did you trust us? How did you invite us back? Like, how did you know that we're not like murderers or, you know, we're, and, and she goes, my, my Shatsi, my boy, she goes, don't you know? She's like, I looked into your eyes. She goes, don't you know? Like, as if we're idiots, like the eyes are the window to the soul. And, you know, I'd always heard that as a cliche or a saying or a phrase. And like on some level, I knew it was true. And I didn't, but like on another level, it was like, oh, that's woo woo. That's spiritual gobbledygook. But she's like, she's like, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. But like, there are some things that are true. And as I'll explain more as I go through, you know, telling these stories, like, I really believe she was the first true shaman that I ever met, even though she was an atheist and, you know, Germans are especially atheistic. But I, I feel like at the same time, she was a shaman. And she's, and again, like, so going back to my, my buddy's question, and she just says, you know, as if we were idiots, like, don't you, I looked into your eyes, I could see you were good boys. Don't you know that the eyes are the window to the soul? And we're like, yeah, touche. Like, we're like, you know, that we, you know, and, uh, and so we said thank you again, and and so, you know, so yeah, again we're up in her at her um, place at this point, this beautiful apartment, and she starts saying like, yes, you know, I had this with my husband, and he left me for a younger woman, and uh, you know, we went to you know after the war, World War Two, like we did business in Venezuela, and um, and then she's like, my boys, my shotsy, my shotsies, my boys, she, you know, and uh, and another thing that she said, I'll, I'll just cut into this now, is that we're like. Why do you invite two random boys and feed them and you know drink with them and what what do you get a and uh and she goes I'm a boy mother I'm a boy mother like kind of like a I think like almost like a wolf mother she's like I'm a boy mother I raised boys she raised two two boys in the 70s or 70s or whatever she goes I like having boys around to feed and make them strong <laughs> and so we're like okay well we're not going to complain with that we appreciate and uh and so, so anyway, so she goes, my shots is my boys. Like I need to go to the, the supermarket and buy food. And well, you are strong young men and you can carry the food for me. And I'm a weak old lady. Can you come with me to the supermarket? So we go to the supermarket with her and we're in this like German supermarket in Berlin. And like, you know, it's kind of like an American supermarket, but you put the basket on this like uh, conveyor belt that goes slightly down and, and then we go through the supermarket, which is kind of shaped like a laid out, like kind of like a Trader Joe's. And we're going around and I started to pick up on it, but it, you know, she'd be like, do you like this? And she'd like point out like a package of ham or like chocolate pudding. And, and she'd be like, should, should we buy this? And I'm like, well, I guess we should, you know, do you like this? She's like, I like it, but do you like it? I'm like, no, that's good. It was good. And she never said, but she was plotting, right? She was like, like Hansel and Gretel, she was trapping us. So. And, and so we'd go around the whole supermarket and there'd be yogurt. And she'd be like, do you boil yogurt is calcium. It's good for your bones. You're growing boys. Do you want yogurt? And we're like, uh, and, and we're still not like formally thinking like we're shopping for ourselves. But you know, again, we should have picked up on the hint. So we go, we buy a ton of groceries, like, you know, at least 200 euros. 
and we we buy the groceries, we bring them up to the place, and then she you know pops the bottle back down, serves us another glass of shop uh, schnapps or champagne or whatever it it was, and she goes, uh, so where are you boys going next? And we were like again like being polite, and we're like whoa. And we had left like our backpacks at the hostel still, like because it was Sunday morning, like, and we didn't want to assume, so like we left our our big, you know, backpacks, and we're like, oh well, we're probably gonna go back to the hostel, like I guess it's not that bad, and our backpacks are there. And she's like, my boys, she goes, you just told me it's not a good place and it's not a good area. She goes, and and I just I just bought you all this food. She goes, uh, you, I wasn't buying it for myself, I was buying it for you. And she's like, she's like. Uh, you're staying with me. <laughs> we're like, okay, I guess we're staying with you. And uh, we're like, but our stuff is at the, um, at the hot, like we need to get our backpacks. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and we were about to go, you know, out the door. And she goes, but boys, why are your sweaters? <laughs> why are your sweaters? And we're like, oh no, it's fine. It's warm today. You know, it's the, you know, June. And she's like, no, it's going to get cold. It's going to get very cold. You must wear. And so she like, made us take our sweaters, put them on, and then we got on the subway to go from, again, from West Berlin to East Berlin, back to the place, and then my buddy's like, who again loves weed, is like, we gotta, we gotta, I gotta smoke this one more time. So he smokes the weed, and then there's just, like, we get back to the, you know, at the hostel, and there's just weird, bad vibes, and I start freaking out. I go into the backyard, and I see there's, like, a, a rooster, and then all the chickens, like, don't have feathers so like this rooster has been like ripping all the feathers off the, the chickens the hens and i'm like these guys are like pretending to run a homestead but they don't know what they're doing and this is like bad vibes and then this beautiful russian woman comes over and she's like and they're like oh let our friend in and she's like oh and we're like what do you do and she's like oh i'm a i'm the gardener and we're like okay this is a pot growing operation and they made a joke at one point where it was like, uh, we asked them, like, I don't know what their plans were. And they're like, well, you know, maybe we grow more weed or maybe we go back to Polsky. And uh, in my mind, I was just like, oh, they're like planning on getting sent back to prison. Or, like, I don't know if that makes sense. But we're like, all right. he, we just look at each other like, let's get the fuck out. Let's get the fuck out. So we, we grab our bags. We leave. We just we don't we're, <laughs> At this point, we're a little too confused to even take the, the subway back. So we walk like across Berlin till we're practically at her house, hop on the subway, get back. And this is where things get really interesting because one thing I left out was that when we went to her house, she's like, you boys, do you want a job in Berlin? You know, like I could meet you, you have to learn German, but I could meet, introduce you to a German girl and you could fall in love and have German babies. And she was like obsessed with that. And I was like, well, I've been with my girlfriend for a couple of years now, and she's you know, going to come in a couple of weeks, and she's in France, so I'm going to go to Paris. And she's like, start speaking in French. She's like, oh, I, you know, je parle de français. She's like, I speak French, too. I went to a Huguenot school, so I speak French. She's like, okay, I can't help you. But my buddy is like, yeah, you know, I've studied German for a semester, and I'm curious to learn more, and I like what I see so far about Germany. And, and then... Frau Valentina, uh, she goes, okay, well, she goes, when I escaped East Berlin, um, after they put up the wall, I went to West Berlin, I ended up in Hamburg, and I was the au pair director in Hamburg, which for my American friends, most don't know, this is a big thing in like Europe and Australia, is like, au pair is like, basically like a government sanctioned program where you're a nanny, 
and you take care of kids for wealthy families and usually you get a visa and you learn the language of that country, right? And so, for instance, with my friend, like, he, if he was going to be an au pair in Germany, he would live with a family, he would get a small stipend, and he would get free German classes, and he would get a, a residency visa. And uh, so she told him that she was the au pair director in, in Hamburg in the 70s or 80s or something like that. And uh, she's like, I know the au pair director in Berlin. Would you be interested in this? And my friend's like, yeah, sure. And the woman, uh, Frau uh, Valentina, she goes, well, just to warn you, he's gay. You're going to have to dress up nice, not necessarily a suit, but you're going to have to wear like khakis and a nice shirt. And uh, he's going to check you out. He's going to look at your butt and, uh, you know, and, and then he's going to see if he can place you with a family. <laughs> and my friend's like, I don't really care. <laughs> and uh, so this was a conversation that we had with her at her house at, at brunch. And so then we go get our stuff. It was like two or three hours. Maybe we even stopped at a museum. We get back and we get back to her apartment and she's excitedly talking on the phone in German and uh, we could tell something and, and like already like we kind of knew and assumed like that maybe she found my friend a match and that we kept hearing like blah, 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 Bettina Zimmerman, Bettina Zimmerman, oh my god, Bettina Zimmerman and so then finally like we're waiting in the lobby then she sees her back and uh, she sees we're wearing our sweaters. She sees it's cold out. She's like, I'm so glad I told you to wear your sweaters. And we're like, yeah, you were right, Frau. And uh, she's like, I have the most exciting news for you, mein Schatzi, especially you, pointing to my friend Adam. Like, She goes, I, I just talked with a uh, family, and uh, I talked with the au pair director. And uh, apparently, like, the most famous German actress like in soap operas and daytime television uh, was looking for an au pair and hooked my friend up and apparently like she had had a, a young son with a I think like an American actor he might have been like Greek American and that he had recently like left her divorced her and went back to New York with another actor or actress and so she was looking for like a male